Hey, what's going on, guys? This is GP. This is the Bull. This is JC. This is Flash. This is Denny Hendricks. And you're listening to. And you're listening to. And you're listening to. And you're listening to the Run and Gun Podcast. So what's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Running Gun Podcast. I'm Jay Peeps. Uh, I'm a very tired JC, and we are excited to have you for this episode of the Running Gun Podcast. And with this episode, whoa, 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 whoa! I'm not excited. Why aren't you excited? I'm absolutely ecstatic. Oh, oh, oh! Okay, okay. I'm wrecked. I don't even know what we're talking about. We're going to start off with a little bit of college football as far as the NCAA goes. And it's, it's, it's interesting how this, this is about to take a turn because the, the preseason poll came out and then all the schedules then came out. Like, so it's like football is finally here and it's finally going to come in some way, shape or form. But now, now we get we get questions concerning because like now, I believe it was uh, the same the conference that how that, that is home to like Stetson and um, Stetson and uh, Georgetown, I believe it is the Patriot League. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's the Patriot League or the Pioneer League, but yeah, it like this. This whole league just, you know, they they up and folded here recently. So really, yes, very yes. interesting. Pioneer League, the Pioneer League. So the same conference that Stetson's in, they just up and they already canceled their season. I believe the Big Sky Conference canceled their season as well. It's rough out here. It's very rough. Yeah, it's, it's it, it, move their conference to spring, so it's it's like it's it's happening all over the place. But at the same time, too, I believe you know the the Mid American Conference they just canceled their season. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, you still got these Power Five conferences still planning for a season and stuff. The American is already going through a withdrawal saying, you know what, players want like this, 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 and this to happen so they know they're protected. But I don't know if that's going to happen. And you- I'm going to be honest with you. I think that all of college football just needs to move towards a spring schedule and then they need to postpone the draft maybe till the summer. See, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, too, you know the NFL ain't going to postpone nothing. Oh, absolutely and at the, not. And at the same time, too, college football, I I would say, because, look, we already missed spring this past year. I, I'm, I'm on the – I'm on that boat of you don't really need to have a season in the spring. You could just carry on spring and just play it the way that you normally played it out. 
the past couple well, of years? The only reason I say that is because it seems like no matter what, they are determined to have a season. Because, you know, I we've talked about this previously. I'm not really a fan of the spring thing because of the quick turnarounds and things such as that. Right. Um, but if, if they are really determined, they might as well just do it in the spring. But honestly, I'm more of a proponent of honestly just saying no, no for the year. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Because my give, thing is my say again. And then give extra years of eligibility. Right. Right. Yes. Because see, my my thing is with that is just you know, like if you're if you're going to play it out like that and then try to have spring, play maybe one or two exhibition games plus your spring game, and then and then just cut it there. That's just my take yeah. of it. Like it's you don't what, for what what's the point? Like you, the championships are won in the off season, but you I'm I look, most players aren't going to kill themselves in the spring and then turn it around for the fall, but like as we've discussed multiple times, but you you know. Absolutely not. Cuz the way it's looking now there's multi, it's a lot of rumbles out there just saying you know what, that like the power five conferences might end up just axing it all together and stuff. And once they do, it's just, you know, you know, it's over. And you know, who you want to know the, the interesting part about this? What? Herb Street called it back in March when this all first happened. He said it plain as day. I don't know how college football season happens this year i don't know how it happens i just he said he said i can't see it happening and everyone scolded him and everyone said he was out of his mind for saying what he said no he's right he's completely exactly. right he he swallowed he, he took all the jab all that he coming at him he just sat down and watched it all play out and he was right yeah i mean it's the reality of the situation yeah, exactly. And then the other thing now, too, is you have all these players that are opting out of the season because you've already seen it. You've already seen it happen in the HBCU world. Calvin Ashley already has opted out. And I mean, the season's already canceled. So he'll come back for 2021 anyway. So FAMU's out of an offensive guard now. I wish him all the best in the NFL. Michael Parsons at Penn State has already opted out. And he's preparing for the twenty, the twenty twenty one NFL draft. Caleb Farley at Virginia Tech, Shot Bateman at Minnesota, and Greg Rosario at Miami all have opted out. Said they're not going to play. Getting ready for the draft. I mean, because that's the reality of the situation. You either take the real short and cut the risk of possibly hurting yourself at any point in time playing in the spring all the way and continuing that mindset into uh, fall, which is professional sports, or you just take the risk, walk away, and then you just get ready for a pro life. Exactly. And I some mean, of all of these guys are here that I just named, they're already pro ready too. Cause I'm, and I'm going to be honest with you. 
if college football moves to the spring but says something such as, oh, you can come back for another year with eligibility, I can tell you now, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields are gone. Guys like that are gone. It, 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 ain't, it ain't no coming back. Because I, I just see – I just see, because like those two already said that, you know what, they're opting out was never for me. And, oh, I love Clemson and stuff, so I wanted to come back. Okay. If the season gets canceled, y'all ain't coming back. Oh, absolutely not. Yes, I mean, I just, that's that's the way I see it. Hopefully, we have a vaccine sometime around maybe Christmas or New Year's, some sort of, some form of a vaccine so way we can start to see things come back to somewhat of normalcy. And that way we can possibly have a, an NFL combine and have a draft in Las Vegas that they plan on. So hopefully that can all take place. And then you kind of work towards the fall for 2021. But right now I just... I don't see how college football plays. I see the NFL playing, but I just don't see college football playing. Oh, yeah. Well, the NFL is going to bank on whatever gives them the most amount of money in playing a season, especially negotiating that, what, 30% of players' salaries are cut. Um, Yep. I mean, because they're still trying to figure out a way, or they, I guess they have figured out a way, to get people in stands. So – they're going to do wherever the money leads them. Yep, I agree. And the other thing too with college football, this is actually the this is actually the pretty interesting part about it. Well, kind of funny too. So Ryan Day and John Har and Jim Harbaugh got into an argument about like you know just rules regarding like recruiting and stuff and rules within the conference of how to follow protocol during this whole time and stuff. You know what I mean? Oh, I saw about the recruiting thing. Yeah, and then oh no, not not the actual recruiting visit, but this is what Ryan Day said. Ryan Day is threatened to drop a hundred on Jim Harbaugh, and so he said he he said I hope the Big Ten has a mercy rule because we're gonna hang a hundred points on you. Wow, I was like, whoa, okay. I was let's see. That's the one game I'm kind of upset we might not get to see this year. Now, strong words, very strong words. Right at the same time, too, though I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of out here thinking to myself like, look, maybe we could wait till 2021 to see that. I mean, we probably let it build like a good fight. Exactly, like th- th- that. that might, it might be best if we don't see that for for probably about a year. Like, just let it, let it build up and stuff. And, it, like, the other thing, too, is I don't know how it would work out in 2021. Like, is Ohio State going to still be the designated home team? Because then it's going to be like, look, if the game is in Columbus in 2021 still, it's going to be like, dang, they hung up 100 on you in front of their home crowd. And then it's going to be even worse if in 2021, if you go to Ann Arbor and then you hang up 100 points on them in their own stadium. It's going to be really nasty then. I mean, they'll be fighting. Exactly. Like, And they already they already scuffle every now and again during that game. So, I mean, look, I'm all here for it. I don't know. Back, back on the, the subject of uh, 
the season. I I just I feel like that with the NCAA and all their calls that this it's not about money and that's why they don't want to pay student athletes and all this because it's it's about taking care of students, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Right. Now here's your ultimate chance to prove that and cancel the season and call yep. it in care of the students, right? Right. And they refuse to do it. It's it's gotta be the money. Exactly. Cause my thing is I'm like, look, the, the players these players like in the Pac twelve and the the Big Ten, they want they want and the and the American, they want money and stuff for what could possibly happen if they play. Exactly, because you're running the risk. And then the NCAA put it in the school's hands saying, you know what, if you want to play this year, your kids have to be back on campus and they have to be enrolled in classes. I'm just like, NCAA is just, oh, man. It's an extreme mess of contradictions. It is. It is. It really is. But the other go on. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to be like, what's next? Oh, one last thing before I jump off, I jump off the Harbaugh train and leave this NCAA stuff behind. So the recruit, the other recruiting story regarding Jim Harbaugh is he wore cleats inside of Isaiah Wilson's house for a recruiting visit. So Isaiah Wilson shared his story about why he chose Georgia over Alabama and Michigan. And he just said, he he said, ultimately, like it, it was just Michigan was out of question from the get go. Because when Harbaugh came to my mama house, he wore the Air Jordan cleats that had just came out, fresh, brand new, in my mom's house. He wore cleats in, he, in his he, mama's house. He wore cleats in Isaiah Wilson's mom's house. Boy, that's a rule. Exactly. And I and he said it, too, like the whole visit, him and his mom were just looking at Jim Harbaugh like he was crazy. And I'm just like, yeah. what? Why, why? Why would you? Why? Yeah, that's that's a rule. Like you can't, you can't be doing that. Yeah, like I don't, I don't understand, folks. Sometimes, man, I really don't. Because you think about it like this: if that had been like us walking in our parents' house like that. Mama would have kicked my behind and made me clean up. Exactly. Like you just you you leave those in the garage. They never make they never make it past the garage or the front door. Exactly. And if you bring them in the house, you take them off before you come in the house and you carry them to your room. And And you carry them. Nah, my mom used to be like, you take those to the garage. Exactly. Exactly. They cleats. They get dirty. They stink. If you're using them. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm-mm. See? Shameful. Shameful. All types but, uh, of shame. But on to the FAMU news now. Um, I'm sure you've heard FAMU's uh, softball team did, in fact, get turf field. So they pulled up the grass and they put down turf. So A.D. Gauthier had said that this is going to save them money as far as taking care of the field and as far as, like, watering the field and everything like that. 
So I mean, I'm all for it. I love, I love what I saw. I really did. And they also, the other thing too is because head coach Veronica Wiggins has retired. They have found their new softball head coach, and it's uh, Constance Orr, the assistant coach. So she's been promoted. Veronica Wiggins now works. Wiggins, she works for the university now. So I mean, it's a good thing to still have these these figures still around because Veronica Wiggins is a very important part to FAMU athletics. She's been coaching there for a very long time. So kudos to her. And then the other thing too. Uh, that came out that I really, I don't really see it as a big deal. I don't know about you, but here it is. Uh, FAMU required their student athletes to sign COVID-19 waivers. Uh, so the NSA advises against this. They never said it was a rule and that you're breaking a rule, but they, they just like, they frown upon it. But what do you think it was wrong of FAMU to do this? Cause Ohio state did the same thing too. No, absolutely not. Thank you so much. Fine. Someone understands. I've been saying it. I'm like, look, if you want to, if, if, I understand it. It's the player's right to sign the waiver or not. It's free choice. Everyone has That's, a free choice to do, to do that. It's honestly as long as there is no pressure applied if you don't sign. Exactly. And I'm pretty sure there was no pressure applied. Because I'm I'm looking at some of these articles, people are just out there trying to find stuff to write about. I understand, but I'm just like, look, what what is what what are we doing? Because I'm like, don't don't you sign a waiver when you go to a doctor's office? Well, yeah, that's for them to look at you. That's different. <laughs> that, it is. That's just saying that you can you want them to have your medical information and stuff like that fair statement but still you're still signing something correct i mean yeah but the nature of the contract is different fair point fair point but i mean yeah like i i just i don't see I don't see what was wrong with that. Like some people are, are frowning upon it, talking about, oh well, I guess they're really trying to play football down in Florida. They don't really care if the cases cases are rising and stuff. Uh, no, 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 no. This was before the Miaka canceled the season, so you kind of want to get a COVID waiver out for players, and if they choose to sign it, they can sign it. If they don't, they don't. Because the school does not want to be held accountable if a player picks up. COVID exactly. Playing football. The school does not want that is a whole lawsuit. Exactly. Exactly. So my question for the people that frown upon this is where was this energy at when Ohio State made the same type of waiver? Where was this energy at? Where was the energy when Hawaii was talking about they have uh <laughs> Available testing. Exactly. <laughs> oh, there, there it goes again. Hawaii. Yeah. Hawaii said. That, Hawaii said. Oh, look. We we got tested. We done tested a hundred athletes. Athletes came back and said, "Nope. No, you have not." So you can't say, "Fam, you didn't test any athletes." Fam, you has a, had a testing site available right there on campus, See, in front where, of the stadium. Where's all that energy right there? 
Exactly. But the next thing we got here regarding FAMU is because uh, there was an article that came out that said, you know, uh, Florida State was looking to try to still play their season, but FAMU was looking to try to get four non-conference games out of it. It turned out not to like not be true, but it was just the thought of a FSU versus FAMU dream matchup scenario. A lot of people said they'd take FAMU. I feel that. That's so exactly. I was, I mean, AD Gaucher later came out and said, you know what, it's kind of, it, it would be kind of hard to get the athletes to come back to campus and then get them back into tip top shape to play a game. Cause like it wasn't even Florida State that had reached out to them either. It was like UCF and I believe two other schools. But, you know, with the way things are going right now and then plus family had just shut down football like not too long ago, like kids, I mean, they haven't been back in like what, two, three weeks or three, mm-hmm. four weeks. Absolutely. So, I mean, I'm, I understood what he was saying. He was like, you know, and then plus, like, um, we're looking out for fans as well as players. We want to do, the like, the right thing, and then things aren't really getting better here in Florida. So, I mean, I don't fault them for not trying to play. Mm-hmm. So, it's fully understandable. But that, that would be an interesting game. Absolutely. I'm not going to lie. I'm not gonna lie. Like I would, and the thing that the thing that that kind of, and I shared this on Twitter. The thing that kind of got me was there was a dude on Facebook that tried to argue and say the marching 100 only dances and the marching chiefs play music. What? Yeah, I know that's what I said too. The dude said the marching chiefs play music and all the marching 100 does is dance. I was like, you have got to be kidding me. Was it? Now I'm going to say this. And anybody out there listening, America, don't start with me. I do not feel like having to deal with cancel culture uh, and crap. Was the dude white? Yeah, the dude was white. Answers a lot of questions. Continue. Very well. And that now moves us on to Major League Baseball. Patrick Mahomes, after getting this large deal, has now become the youngest owner in sports history. He's now part owner of the Kansas City Royals. Nope, he lost. He lost? Yeah. Why did you say he lost? Because actually the youngest... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> owner in history now is I'm pretty sure uh Serena Williams kid. Hold up, wait, explain that to me. Um she hold on, let me check my sources here because I'm pretty sure I saw it in passing, didn't really read it. But um she her daughter daughter, yeah, has partial ownership in a soccer team, I believe. Oh. Let me let me let me uh Serena Interesting. Williams, daughter part owner of new soccer team. Interesting. Two and a half. Wait, that's how old she is? Yep. 
Interesting. Wow. So Patrick Mahomes is not the youngest owner, but he is indeed the part owner of the Kansas City Royals. So, I mean, I, I, I credit him. So, you know, technically, if you want to say it, I mean, I guess technically of his own money. Let's put it like that. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, I mean, look, but, I'm, I'm proud for him. But I'm sure I'm sure out there some people are like setting up their kids like that anyway. Oh, of course. And you gotta and you better believe Patrick Mahomes is gonna set up his kids the same way. Oh, probably. It, it's it's just gonna be that that family line, that family bloodline thing that you just pass Patrick down. Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes is gonna be a baron in uh in Kansas City, right? He's he gonna be a land baron out there. And you know what? I'm gonna be proud of him. I'm gonna be rooting for him. They're gonna be like, see that building over there? Yeah, Patrick Mahomes on that. They gonna be like, see this block right here? Patrick Mahomes on that too. <laughs> They're gonna be like, what don't Patrick Mahomes own? Uh, I'm pretty sure you don't own the city hall. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Hey, that's what it's gonna come down to. I feel that. I'm actually I'm gonna root for the Royals now because I want to see the Royals win a World Series. Uh yeah. Apparently the Rays are good. You know what? Never mind. <laughs> you know what? Hey, look, I was got I look, I, I had that. I had that down. I know where you're going. I'm not gonna open that can of worms up. I'm I'm you know what? You know, see, look, I wasn't I had that written down and I wasn't I wasn't gonna share it until you said something. They they're playing a double header today as we as this is being recorded. They're 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 winning three to five. Oh no, they're winning five to three over the Yankees. They're six and eight right now, but they were three and one when we when we posted that video. And they have been on they have been on the downslide since, but they're coming back slowly but surely. They could probably get to seven and eight by the time the end of the di- by the end of the night. Hey, look, man, I'm just I'm just here along for the ride. Uh, if they they call me one day and they're like, we need you to do your the race thing somewhere. I'm going to be like, all right, cool, bet. Just fly me out or something. I feel that. I feel that. And one one more thing before we jump to the NFL that I want to share. I kind of meant to share it with the NCAA news, but I'm going to share it now. So from what it looks like and from what I'm hearing, the swag based off of the potential of spring football because you ain't going to play the celebration bowl in in the spring um is looking at possibly joining the FCS playoff picture i don't know why you would do an FCS playoff in the spring but yeah that's the I mean, thing. yeah i know yeah it's I, I don't see the possibility of it but i mean it would if you if you kind of relate it to the fall now I would kind of be interesting with that because, like, what I've said is, you you set it up to where everyone's conference championship is all held on a certain week. So, like, the Missouri Valley, the Ohio Valley, the SWAC, the MEAC, the Big Sky, the Pioneer League, all those conferences that participate and that want to participate in the FCS playoffs 
They all play their conference championships on the same weekend. Get your TV deal. Do what you have to do. Don't, but don't have it on the same weekend as the Power Five conference championship games or the FBS conference championship games. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you go based off of like points and stuff. Like you've always done with the point system and conference champions. You decide. You make up your bracket, and then you take a look at the MEAC and the SWAC champion. Let them decide what bid they want. Do they want the Celebration Bowl bid or do they want the FCS playoff bid? And you go based off of that. And based on the point system, you take the runner-up in each conference and see if they qualify for a playoff spot. That's just my thought process of it. But, you know, I mean, hey, look, I'm, I'm just a guy behind a microphone. I don't know. But, I mean, that's that's just my take of it. I don't know, man. I don't know. All I'm saying is it would it would make an interesting it would make an interesting setup. And plus like I mean, and you've already said it too. You you think the MEAC's gonna implode, I know. But I mean, hey, look, well if the MEAC does implode, I think the SWAC should look at the FCS playoffs. Still follow that format with the conference championships and make sure and hopefully everybody else gets on board with that like they should. I think it'd be great for everybody else. But I think it would it would start to help towards more competitiveism, right? And then eventually you make that jump to the FBS. Yes. Yeah. I would agree. I would agree. And then it, it would make it would make winning your conference like all the much more like more better. Because I mean, like a conference championship, that's what I like. That's what I, I like that the SWAC has. But some of these other conferences, like I would love to see them gain more competitiveness, pound for pound, team for team, if they had a conference mm-hmm. championship. Like I feel like someone in North Dakota State's conference would challenge them more or pose a greater threat if they had a conference championship. Absolutely. Yeah. But that's going to bring us now to the NFL. Um, If you look at the multiple players that have opted out, in total it was 69 players that had opted out of this season. Uh, A lot of them were from all over the league. I think it was like nine Patriot players opted out. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it was crazy. Like Patrick Chung, Dante Hightower, Devin McCourty, just to name a few. Uh, a couple other guys, Star Latule, Sam Beal, Geronimo Allison, Christian Miller, Alan Hearns, Marcus Gilbert, EJ Gaines, CJ Mosley, Damian Williams. At uh, the fact that somebody was like, oh, yeah, all these people dropping out for the Patriots, they still probably might win. <laughs> Honestly, honestly, hey, hey, look, remember what I said on the last podcast? I said, Everson Griffin is still out there somewhere waiting to be picked up. Don't count Belichick out. That's all I'm going to say. Don't count Bill out. And then he still he still got the pieces of his offense together too, from what it looks like. It's mm-hmm. just the defense. 
But if the other thing too to look at with the COVID nineteen risk category, uh, more than seventy percent of the players fall into that risk factor for COVID nineteen because of high body mass index or BMI to be politically correct. Um, they are African American, and they have newborns and family at home. That's seventy percent of the players. Uh, I mean, I I am not one to to judge. I'm just I mean, hey, if if you want to take your time off, do it. If you feel that's what's safer for your family, do it. Yeah, I, I agree. I believe one of the Chiefs linemen who was actually who actually has a doctorate degree, he actually opted out and decided not to play this season. And I, I was because my thing is my whole thing with this whole thing has been look, if you don't want to play, don't play. It's like I said, it's your free right to choose what you want to do. If you, you don't want to play, I mean, it's a heavy decision. Like you, that's true. If you if you feel like, hey, like this is dangerous, absolutely. By all means, I will never uh, doubt your decision. I will probably support you more than any other. Uh, of these crappy fans. Yes. I agree. Um, so, I mean, hey, I'm I'm just going to be here and if you like, yep. I'm not going to play. All right, cool. But, you know, congrats on coming to a a strong decision and I'm going to support you. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I don't see nothing wrong with it. But um the other thing too is 56 players have tested positive since reporting to training camp. And mind you, the NFL has a very interesting setup as far as how it's going to work. So honestly, 56 players, that's only 2% of the 2,600 players on active rosters right now. And that's under one, that's an under 1% positivity rate in terms of the total tests administered. Um, I think that's good as long as you're able to, Hold them in quarantine. That's true. Because, see, the, the thing that I liked that I saw, I watched it on NFL Network, the way it unfolded. So the NFL's uh, chief medical examiner, he actually went and broke it down on Good Morning Football. And he, it was it was very detailed. Yeah, Doctor Doctor Alan Sills is the chief medical officer for the NFL. He broke down how like how quarantine's going to work. How is this all going to be set up and stuff? Like three days of testing plus it's like a long process just to get to the actual workouts on the field. Because if you test positive, they're going to isolate you for fourteen days. And it's not just if you test positive; it's it's it runs deeper than that. It's if you've even been around or in the same room as somebody that has had COVID based off of this test, they're going to isolate you. Like they like the NFL wants to get rid of it completely. But at the same time, too, the NFL's chief medical examiner said, We're not we're gonna do it our own way with our own company. And by doing so, we're going to allow the regular population of people and medical officials to do their own thing as, as they've always been doing. So we're not going to overwhelm them. I mean, so there's I was, they definitely have the money to do it. So. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I was, that's, that's the one that right there told me, I was like, you know what? Maybe the NFL might be able to pull this off. Cause yeah, we will, we will. And then the other thing too, is some, some States based off of County regulations and state regulations and stuff, are going to be able to have fans. Some aren't like, I, I do know for a fact, like, like green Bay is not going to have fans for the first two games of the season. Like, well, the first two regular season games that are going to be played in Lambeau. So, I mean, they're going to reevaluate things and see where things are at after the first two weeks and then go from there. So, I mean, it's it's a sad sight to see, but it's something that has to be done. Because, I mean, when was the last time you heard about a Green Bay Packer game not really even having fans or having a low attendance? Yep. So, I mean, I, I understand what has to be done here. Um, the other thing too is uh, that was brought up is could Tom Brady outperform his 2007 numbers? Mind you, he threw 50 plus TDs in 2007. So could he outdo his? Could he outperform 2007? He could. Uh, I mean, I believe that he said the playbook was kind of hard for him right now. Yeah, yeah. I think the fact that OTAs in minicamp didn't happen kind of set him back as long as well as a lot of other people. It's it's a tough thing to see, you know. But the other the other thing about it is, um, I will say this: Tom Brady, when he was in New England in two thousand seven, he had Randy Moss. He had a very he had a, he had an old Randy Moss that was on his way out. I think Randy Moss played three more years and then he retired. And then he had Wes Wel- Wes Welker. I'm gonna tell you now, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. And even Scotty Miller, I wouldn't even sleep on Scotty Miller because Scotty Miller looks like he could end up playing the, the Edelman role in this offense. Those guys are younger than what uh, Welker and Moss were. So, I yeah. mean, he, like I say, he he could. He could. He could. I mean, it just depends because the NFC is kind of a different animal than the AFC. Yes, it is. It defense, is defense is different in the NFC. Yep, I would agree. And that now brings me to the next question: with the NFL, you know, is how much of an impact will no OTAs and no rookie minicamp have on these rookies? Because they weren't even able to get into the facility their first day to even sign their contracts. Honestly, as long as they're staying in contact with people on the team, right, and they're working out on their own and not just, you know, uh, doing nothing, I think they'll be fine. Right, right. And that's going to bring us now to the NBA. So, you know, the NBA has been inside the bubble. I love what the NBA has done because the NBA has basically, from what it looks like, just eradicated the bubble. I mean, eradicated the virus from inside of the bubble because, like, they've they've tested everybody, I believe, three different times here recently. 
and no one has come up positive. So I, I like what I've seen. I've, I I give credit to the NBA. Oh, absolutely. They had a plan to restart it. A huge shout out to Chris Paul, who's on the um the NFL. I mean, no, not NFL. The NBA Players Association. He's he's one of the people that actually had a hand in setting up this whole bubble over in Orlando for the NBA to restart. Well, I so. mean, the NBA is a multinational uh, is it a corporation. I don't, I don't know what the word I'm looking for here is. Association? But association. It's, it's multinational. So I'd expect them to have, honestly, the best interests at heart. Uh, and it, it almost seems like a more closer thing than the NFL. Right. So I'd expect them to have really good policy and be able to handle it, uh, especially knowing the fact that they have players from multiple different countries and stuff like that. And, you know. Right, right. I, I agree. And the other thing, too, that caught my interest was what happened with uh, Damian Lillard when he missed his two free throws, uh, it kind of sparked a petty post game, inter- a, a very petty post game interview because uh, Patrick Beverly and Paul George had kind of taken shots at him, and so Paul George, or no, not Paul George, but so Damian Lillard, kind of you know just bounced back with his own quote after his interview. Well, really, well. Hmm. I'm going to say this. This is what happened in the interview. Uh, the reason that they are reacting that like that is because what that's what they expect from me, which is a sign of respect. And it shows that I've done, it shows what I've done at a higher clip more times than not. I'm not offended by it. If anything, it should just tell you how much it hurt them to go through what I put them through in those situations previously. Because mind you, I believe in 2014, he sent home Patrick Beverly in the playoffs. And then last year, he sent home Paul George. Mm-hmm. So then it just it sparked a whole nother argument. Um, and it like it, it was all over. It was all over Instagram and stuff saying like, you know, like it, it, they were just going back and forth. I'm trying. I'm actually trying to find it as we speak, but it was just it it, it was pretty funny. Well, not pretty funny, but it was it got pretty good because he was saying like he was telling Paul George, you know what? Just how about you stop switching teams and you just stay with one team and stuff like that. Like it was it was pretty good. But I mean, he, he's got a. Go ahead. He do got a point. Yeah, Damian Lillard has a point because he was because Damian Lillard's been with the same team for a while now. He do got a point. And Paul George been jumping. Yep. So I mean, I can't fault him, but uh. Hmm. I don't know. It's it's it's, it's interesting. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take any sides. 
gonna I feel gonna sit here and just <laughs> and just enjoy the, the drama that uh gets away from my uh terrible time. <laughs> Interesting. But now the the it's time for trivia with the bug. Oh, already? Yep. Hello, everyone. This is the bug again with sports trivia. And the trivia question today is where were the Oakland A's? originally located and there you have it that's the bugs trivia question and the trivia question again for those that didn't hear it was let me repeat i'm I'm gonna repeat it here where were the oakland athletics originally located oh wow i've actually heard this one's question wow i can't believe that i never hear them the same Oh my what was last week's? I'm not even gonna answer that. What was that? What was last week's? What was last time? Last week's question. Oh my! I think it was like a two part question. I think it was who was the NFL TD and score leader in 1965, as well as who holds the NFL record for six TDs in a game. I believe it was that. I think it, I think it was that. I think it was like a two part question. Uh, six TDs in a game. Six TDs in a game. Um, um, he's thinking. What was the first part of the question? Who was the NFL TD score leader? Or who was the NFL TD scoring leader in 1965? Are these the same person? Yes. 1965. Who's playing in 1965? It wasn't a wide receiver. It can't be. It was a running back. Whoa. No, 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 no. I almost want to say Walter Payton. Or Gail Sayers. It wasn't Walter Payton. So it was Gail Sayers. Yes. I was say it was a Chicago Bear. I was gonna give you that hint, but I was gonna say, like, that's that doesn't really help much. Interesting. Interesting. Wow. I'm I'm two for two on this. Look at this. I'm slabbing. <laughs> but yeah, check oh. back next week. Make sure you check back next week with that for the answer with that question. For where were the Oakland Athletics originally located? But um, moving on here. That's right. Walter Payton played in like the 90s and the 80s, right? Walter Payton retired in. He played in the 70s. Yeah, he he played in the 70s and the 80s. He retired sometime in the 80s, and then he came down with cancer in, in the 90s, in 1994. I always get Walter Payton and Gail Sayers mixed up. Yeah, I was gonna say Gail Sayers is still alive too. Yeah, because I I know one came before the other, and I always get it mixed up. Who came before? Right, right. 
But that's going to bring us now to the next topic of discussion, uh, NASCAR. So Brad Keselowski won at New Hampshire last week, and fans were actually in attendance. This was the first race to have fans, like a pretty, like a pretty decent majority of fans. Like they were socially distant and everything. Oh, really? How it was like it 50%. Go? How did it go? How did it go? I don't know. We'll have to check. Uh, we'll have to check the statistics in the chart to see how things panned out after after that race to see if there was a rise or some type of spike in New Hampshire. So I mean, we'll we'll see soon. Actually, you know what? I can find this for you now. I can just click on this and then I can just bring up the statistics. So we just do this and then we we swipe on down and go to New Hampshire. So New Hampshire as of August 2nd, New Hampshire is still at 21 cases, 21 21 new cases confirmed. No. So I mean that's that's August 2nd though. Mind you this is like going on August 9th, August 10th. Oh. So So I mean the outcome still looks positive. So, yeah. No, yes, that's good. That's good enough for now. Yeah. The Indy 500, though, they the officials at that track, they changed their mind. And the Indy 500 will not have fans. I, I can understand it. I can understand it. It's a safer bet. Yes. Oh, yes, definitely. And also in regards to the National Hockey League, the NHL, uh, you know, they're also in a bubble as well. And I, I believe, yeah, the Lightning and the Bruins played each other. And I believe the Lightning did win in a close one. But at the same time also, too, I know they're working on seeding now. So there's certain games that are going to be taking place that are going to determine the seeding of each team. So that way we can kind of like get this whole NHL playoff race going. Yeah. So, I mean, we're going to see where all the chips fall and then we'll go from there. And we're going to have ourselves a Stanley cup champion this year. It's pretty cool. Pretty tight. Yeah. 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 So what's, I'm a, what's next? I'm blowing through these. What's next? Actually, I was going to say that's it. But you That's know it? what? That is it. But you know what? No, don't you dare. I'm gonna talk. Don't I'm gonna talk about this. I'm gonna talk about this because I watched it last night, and I was I was very shocked and surprised. So I was watching oh. MMA Bellator. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was watching. I was watching that last. Night. Oh no no no! Yeah, I was watching the MMA Bellator fight last night. It was uh, I believe the guy's name was Chandler. I'm trying to find out what his name was. I have not seen it. So. Oh, yeah. So it was uh, Chandler against Henderson. It was Chandler against Henderson part two. So I'm thinking to myself, and I, just, I sat down with a cold one in my hand, and I was like, okay, this is actually going to be a pretty good fight. So and I then, sit down, I'm relaxed, 
I don't have me. I don't have me a cold one and stuff. I'm cool. I'm calm. I'm collected. And then my sister gets up and she's like, I'm going to go get me some drink and I'm going to come back. Kid you not. She goes to the refrigerator, gets some drink, comes back, sits down. As soon as she sits down, all you see Henderson go down. He went down hard in the two minutes into the first round. Two minutes into the first round, Chandler knocked him out. As the uh, as the kids say, it, it happens to the best of us. Yeah, because my thing is, I was like, I, I looked over at my parents and I was like, I told them I was like, thank God this fight was not on pay per view, because y'all would have <laughs> been really upset. Oh, absolutely. Cause I was saying to myself, I was like, I looked, I looked at her. She was, I looked at my parents, and they were like, they were like, we, they, they hyped up this fight for two weeks. They hyped this fight up for two weeks. For a two minute knockdown. Exactly, and then it all just ended in two minutes. And I was like, that's, yeah, that's funny. But the next fight is actually supposed to be an interesting one. I it's I don't I forget the guys' names, but it's the next fight is going to be taking place on August twenty first. So I'll I'll definitely be watching. Hopefully that fight lasts longer than two minutes. Hopefully the prelims are better. There's supposed to be two females fighting in the prelims, but hopefully that one is a lot better. Well, we'll, I guess we'll see. Yeah, we will. But that's going to do it for us on this episode, folks. I I hope you've enjoyed. Uh, If you have not already, make sure you follow us on Facebook at Penalty Talk. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Throw Flags. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Penalty Talk. If you have not already, yeah, YouTube at Penalty Talk. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe there. Uh, Spotify. Make sure you follow us on Spotify as well and listen to these podcasts. The podcast Uh, will be up and available. That's all I got. That's all I remember. That's all you got? I think that's it. I think that's it. Um, Yeah, I believe that is. Um, But as always, you know, continue to still keep wearing your mask. Let's flatten the curve as best as we can. Um, also, uh, make sure you still practice social distancing. Uh, make sure and you stay safe. From that last podcast, I have gotten my camera, uh, my camera stand putter working. Oh my gosh! No, you did. I'm hitting oh my it from down the hallway. It's time to go. It, it, it's time to go. It's time to go. <laughs> y'all stay safe. A, y'all stay I'm blessed. A man on carpet. Don't 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 cut me off. Listen, if you a Maxim model, you from Hustler and you listen. To it, <laughs> oh my gosh. I need a I need a caddy woman. <laughs> oh my gosh. Y'all y'all stay safe. Y'all stay blessed. We will see you on the next episode. Don't do me like this. Don't. Oh my gosh. Don't defy me. <laughs>